Anatomy of the brain. The brain controls many important fu body functions, as emotions, vision, thought, speech, and movement. The spinal cord connects the brain to nerves in most parts of the body. This allows the brain to send messages throughout the body. The network of brain and spinal cord is called the central nervous system. Brain anatomy and functions. The brain is divided in, down the middle from the front to back into two halves called the cerebral hemispheres. Each hemisphere is divided into four lobes, frontal, parietal, occipital, and temporal. The preponderance of cerebral cortex, which with its supporting structures makes up approximately 80% of the brain's total volume, is actually a recent development in the course of evolution. The cortex contains the physical structure responsible for most of what we call brain work, cognition, mental imagery, the highly sophisticated process of visual information, and the ability to produce and understand language. But underneath this layer reside many other specialized structures that are essential for movement, consciousness, sexuality, the action of our five senses, and more, all equally valuable to human existence. Indeed, in strictly biological terms, these structures can claim priority over the cerebral cortex. In the growth of the individual embryo, as well as evolutionary history, the brain develops roughly from the base of the skull up and outward. The human brain actually has its beginnings in the four-week-old embryo as a, cent as a simple series of bulges at one end of the neural tube. Ventricles. The bulges in the neural tube of the embryo develop into the hindbrain, midbrain, and forebrain, divisions common to all vertebrates, from sharks to squirrels to humans. The original hollow structure is commemorated in the form of ventricles, which are cavities containing cerebrospinal fluid. During the course of development, the three bulges become four ventricles. In the hindbrain is the fourth ventricle, continuous with the central canal of the spinal cord. A cavity of the forebrain becomes the third ventricle, which leads further forward into the two lateral ventricles, one of each cerebral hemisphere. Brainstem. The hindbrain contains several structures that regulate autonomic functions, which are essential to survival and not under our conscious control. The brainstem at the top of the spinal cord controls breathing and the beating of our heart and the diameter of blood vessels. The region is also an important junction for the control of deliberate movement. Through the medulla at the lower end of the brainstem pass all the nerves running between the spinal cord and the brain. In the pyramids of the medulla, many of these nerve tracks for motor signals cross over from one side of the body to the other. Thus, the left brain controls movement on the right side of the body, and the right brain controls movement on the left side of the body. In addition to the major site for, of crossover for nerve tracks running to and from the brain, the medulla is the seat of several pairs of nerves for organs of the chest and abdomen, for movements of the shoulder and head, for swallowing salivation and taste, and for hearing and equilibrium. At the top of the brainstem is a pond, literally a bridge between the lower brainstem and the midbrain. Nerve impulses transversing the pond's pass to the cerebellum or little brain, which is concerned primarily with the coordination of complex muscular movement. In addition, nerve fibers running through the pons relayed sensations of touch from the spinal cord to the upper brain centers. Many nerves of the face and head have their own origin in the pons, and these nerves regulate some movements of the eyeball, facial expression, salivation, and taste. Therefore, with the nerves of the medulla nerves from the pons also control breathing and the body's sense of equilibrium. What had been the middle bulge of the, of the neural tube develops into the midbrain, 
which functions as a relay center for sensory and motor nerve impulses between the pons and the spinal cord and the thalamus and the cerebral cortex. Nerves of the midbrain also control some movements of the eyeball, pupil, and lens and reflexes of the eyes, head, and trunk. The little brain at the back of the head. While autonomic and endocrine functions are being maintained by structures deep inside the brain, another specialized area is sorting and processing signals required to maintain balance and posture and carry out coordinated movement. The, cere the cerebellum, the term in Latin means little brain, is actually derived from the hindbrain as suggested by its position at the back of the head, partly tucked under the cere cerebral hemispheres. In human, with our, with our almost unlimited repertoire for movement, the cerebellum is exceedingly large. In fact, it is the second largest portion of the brain, exceeded only by the cerebral cortex. Its great service is accommodated by, within the skull by elaborate folding, which gives it an irregular, pleated look. In relative terms, the cerebellum is actually the largest in the brain of birds, where it is responsible for the constant strains of information between the brain and the body that are acquired for flight. In humans, the cerebellum relays impulses for movement from the motor area of the cor cerebral cortex to the spinal cord. From there, they pass to their designated muscle groups. At the same time, the cerebellum receives impulses from the muscles and joints that are being activated and in some cases compares them with the instructions issued from the motor cortex so that adjustments can be made, this time by the way of the thalamus. The cerebellum thus is neither a sole inhibitor of movement nor a simple link in the chain of, of nerve impulses, but a site for rewriting and in some cases refining the instructions for movement. There is evidence too that the cerebellum can store a sequence of instructions for partially performed movements and for skilled repetitious movements, those that we think are of our learned or by rote. By right, the right and left hemispheres of the, cere of the cerebellum each connect with the nerve tracts from the spinal cord on the same side of the body and with the opposite cerebral hemisphere. For example, nerve impulses concerned with movement of the left arm originate in the left and the right cerebral hemisphere, and information about orientation, speed, and force of movement is fed back to the right cerebral hemisphere through the left half of the cerebellum. The nerves responsible for movement at the ends of the arms and the legs tend to have their origin near the outer edges of the cerebellum. By contrast, nerves that have their origin near the center of the cerebellum serve to monitor the body's overall orientation in space and to maintain upright posture. In response to information about balance that is transmitted by nerve impulses from the inner ear, among other sources. Reticular network. Some nerve fibers from the cerebellum also contribute to the reticular formation. A widespread network of neurons, reticular is derived from the Latin word net. This formation and some neurons in the thalamus, together with others from various sensory organs of the brain, make up the reticular activating system, the means by which we maintain consciousness. The reticular activating system also comes into play when we deliberately focus our attention, tuning out distractions to some degree. At the midline of the brainstem are the RAF nuclei, whose axons extend down into the spinal cord and up the cerebral cortex, a reach that makes it possible for many areas of the nervous system to be contacted. Simultaneously, the reticular formation plays a role in movement, particularly in those forms of movement that do not call for conscious attention. It is also involved in transmitting or inhibiting sensations of pain, temperature, and touch. 
Less tangibly, the reticular activating system appears to work as a filter for the countless stimuli that can act on the nervous system both from within and outside of the body. It is this filtering of signals that allows a passenger on an airplane, for example, to doze off undisturbed by sounds of nearby conversation and steady jet engines, but to awake and become alert when the pitch of the engines change and the plane tilts into its descent. The emotional brain, the limbic system from the Latin limbus or hem or border, is another assembly of linked structures that form a loose circuit throughout the brain. The system is a fairly old part of the brain and one that humans share with many other vertebrates. In reptiles, it is known as the rhinocephalon or smell brain because it reacts primarily to signals of odor. In humans, of course, the stimuli can affect the emotional brain are just about as limitless in their variety. The limbic system is responsible for most of the basic drives and emotions of the associated voluntary behavior that are important for an animal's survival. Pain, pleasure, fear, anger, sexual feelings, and even docility and affection. As with the rhinocephalon, the sense of smell is a powerful factor. Nerves from the olfactory bulb, which by all odor is perceived, track directly into the limbic system at several points and are connected through it to other points of the brain. Hence, the ability for pheromones and perhaps other odors as well to influence behavior in quite complex ways without necessarily reaching our conscious awareness. Building blocks of the brain. Extensive and intricate as the human brain is, it is almost without limitless variation of which it is capable and is built for relatively few base, from few basic units. The fundamental building block of the human brain, like that of the nervous system throughout the animal kingdom, is the neuron or nerve cell. The neuron conducts signals by means of an axon, which means outward from the soma or body of the cell like a single long arm. Numerous shorter arms, the dendrites, conduct signals back to the soma. The ability of the axon to conduct nerve impulses is greatly enhanced by the myelin sheath that surrounds it. Interrupted at intervals by nodes, myelin is a fatty substance, a natural electrical insulator that protects the axon from interference by other nearby nerve impulses. The arrangement of nodes increases the speed of conductivity so that the electrical impulse sent along the axon can literally jump from node to node, reaching velocities as high as 120 meters per second. The site of communication between any two neurons, actually not a physical contact, but in infinitesimal cleft across which signals are transmitted is called a synapse from the greek word conjunction an axon may extend over a variable distance to make contact with other neurons in the synapse the end of a axon near a synapse widens out to become a bouton or button the bouton or button contains mitochondria which supply energy in a number of synaptic vesicles it is these vesicles each less than 200 billionths of a meter in diameter that contain the chemical neurotransmitters to be released into the synaptic cleft. On the other side of the synapse is usually a dendrite, sometimes a dendritic spine, a small protuberance that expands the surface of the dendrite and provides a repetitive site for incoming signals. A completely different arrangement for transmitting signals is the electrical synapse at which the cell membranes of two neurons are extremely close together and are linked by a bridge of tubular protein molecules. This bridge allows for a passage of water and electrically charged small molecules. Any change in electrical charge in one neuron is instantaneously 
transmitted to the other. Hence, the mechanism for relaying signals relies entirely on direct electrical coupling. An electrical synapse is about 3 nanometers or, or billionth of a meter wide as compared to the 25 nanometer gap of a chemical synapse. Outside of the nervous tissue, electrical synapses on and other similar gap junctions are the messengers of choice. The brain is sometimes said to be full of gray matter, which is supposed to be full of stuff of intelligence. The material is referred to as actually as a grayish pink in living brain and only gray in specimens that have been chemically preserved. It consists of nerve bodies and dendrites and the origins of boutons and axons. It is gray matter that forms sheets of cortex on the surface of the cerebral hemisphere. White matter receives its name from the appearance of the myelin enclosing, enclosing an elongated region of axons. The third main form of matter in the brain is the neuroglia or glue cells. These cells do not connect the neurons as their name implies. Connections are already far from scarce with the vast system of neural soma axons and dendrites packed so densely into the brain. Rather, the neuroglia provide structural support and a source of metabolic energy for the roughly 100 billion nerve cells of the human brain.